The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. Hey, I'm sure you have now seen the video that we've talked about a couple of times of these eight migrants beating up a police officer, this eight-on-two assault that took place, which didn't seem to be taken very seriously, at least initially, by the Manhattan DA's office until there was a video, until there was a massive outcry. You know, it was interesting. I was reading the front page of the Daily News on Sunday, and I think we obviously know where the New York Daily News editorial bent is these days. But basically, it was not just outright condemnation. Instead, it was, oh, the migrants are frustrated. They have nowhere to go. They can't work legally. Well, excuse me, who told them to come here? In fact, uh, the mayor went down to Central America and specifically said, don't come here. Now, that's a change of tune to where we were a year and a half, two years ago. But I think it's ridiculous for the New York Daily News to act like, oh, these poor migrants, they're so frustrated. They're being evicted. They're so stressed out. They can't even work legally. Well, don't come here. You do not have a right to just come here and be taken care of and expect to work legally. So I was very frustrated at that whole front page of the Daily News and their editorial bent on the migrant situation. Also, I think it is a huge mistake for New York City taxpayers to launch this $53 million program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families. Now, I understand what they're doing here. I recognize that they don't want these migrants having children that are starving, and I recognize they don't want these migrants to go out and rob someone because they don't have any money. Makes sense. However, what I'm afraid of is the way these migrants are getting information through TikTok and elsewhere, and 60 Minutes did a great story on that last night. This is going to send the message literally around the world that all you have to do is come to New York City, and not only will you get free housing, at least for a time, but you're going to get these prepaid credit cards so that you can buy food and other goods. I think this is a mistake and it will create a moral hazard which will exacerbate the illegal immigration problem in New York City. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Moreno. One of my better friends is a state Supreme Court justice by the name of uh, Brendan Lantry, who's currently sitting in Manhattan. He's one of the youngest uh, state Supreme Court justices in history, and he made quite a bit of news this weekend. The New York Post had a big story on this, and it was picked up by The Daily Caller and elsewhere, and Judge Lantry blasted the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, for trying to throw the book at two New Yorkers who bought fake COVID vaccine cards, despite their office routinely going easy on others charged with far more serious crimes. So in a ruling issued a couple of days ago, Judge Lantry dismissed felony charges against the pair who were not publicly identified, calling the case overkill. J.O., a nursing student, and R.V., an employee with the City Department of Environmental Protection, were among hundreds accused of buying fake vaccination cards from a New Jersey stripper by the name of Jasmine Clifford. The two were among 
just 16 people Bragg's office cherry-picked to prosecute and charged with felony criminal possession of a forged instrument. Felony. They wanted to send these two people to prison for over a year. Now, 14 people pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, but these two moved to dismiss the charges, and that prompted the DA's office to contest the effort, and it sparked outrage from Judge Lantry. The judge wrote in his opinion, Bragg's office routinely, nearly daily, moves to dismiss significantly more serious counts or entire indictments to avoid harsher penalties for previously convicted felons or to avoid jeopardizing people's immigration status. These motions submitted by Bragg and his prosecutors are made months or even years after the 45-day period has expired to dismiss sexual assaults, drug sales, robbery, burglary, and all sorts of other violent and nonviolent serious felony offenses. This is what this office does. And good for Judge Lantry for saying so here. It's so nice, and we haven't talked about this case. I don't know anything about this case. But it's so nice to have a judge that actually recognizes the upside-down nature of the criminal justice system in Manhattan. Now, Judge Lantry is a registered Republican, but he was endorsed by both the Democrats and Republicans. If the next president of the United States is a Republican, they'd be well advised uh, to put Judge Lantry on the federal bench. And if Governor Hochul is serious about doing something about the crime problem in New York City, she ought to elevate Judge Lantry to the appellate division because this is exactly the kind of common sense thinking we need more of on the bench, in my view. Good for you, Brendan. Beam me up. To be continued. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. It's no secret that my colleague here at WABC, Curtis Lewa, is a New York City radio institution. He has been killing it on the radio in New York City for over three decades, and yet he has so far been snubbed by the National Radio Hall of Fame. I can't think of anyone more deserving to get into the National Radio Hall of Fame than Curtis Sliwa. So what I've been trying to do all weekend long is get people to fill out the form to nominate him. They're taking nominations until the last Sunday in March. Get folks to nominate him and submit their nomination as to why he belongs in the National Radio Hall of Fame. There's a lot of other great talents that you might think of nominating that uh, have not been in the Radio Hall of Fame as well. Uh, I'm thinking of people like John Gambling, for instance. But to me, Curtis stands out as somebody that should absolutely be there. I have linked to the application on my Facebook page. You can go to Facebook.com slash MoranoFan and make your nomination heard as to why Curtis should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Hey, speaking of applications... 
New York City is currently accepting applications for people who want to serve on the community board. Now, I serve on my local community board. It's a wonderful experience, and they're really great institutions. They weigh in on liquor licenses, budget items, local development rules, and chances are they've hosted a heated debate in your neighborhood over future housing or roadway changes. And now, boards across the city of New York are choosing new members very soon. So if you're curious and you want to join, the deadline to join in Brooklyn is February 19th. The deadline in Queens is February 16th. The deadline in Manhattan is February 23rd. And the deadline in the Bronx is March 1st. In Staten Island, they accept applications all year round. There are 59 boards in total, and each community district represents about 250,000 people. I love serving on the community board. It's a great way to know about what's happening in your neighborhood and offer some contributions as to how you can make your neighborhood a better place. So if it sounds good to you, you can contact your borough president's office or your local council member's office, and they'll tell you how to fill out the application. Each borough president has a little bit of a different process as to how to do it. Now, you may think, oh, I don't know my council member or I don't know the borough president. It's still worth applying because uh, sometimes there are openings and you just never know. If your application looks good and uh, you seem to have a passion for neighborhood development or protecting against overdevelopment, Development, it's worth considering. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. I have been quite critical of uh, former President George W. Bush. I don't think he was a good president at all. But uh, here was a man who did have a flair for certain presidential moments, especially after September 11th and especially some very special moments here in New York. You remember when he visited Ground Zero in the aftermath of September 11th and he had his arm around a New York City firefighter who was looking pretty proud to have the president standing next to him and beside him. And President Bush said I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. A really special moment, one of the greatest moments in presidential history. The firefighter who Bush had his arm around was firefighter Bob Beckwith, who spoke about that experience with uh, Fox News Channel's Neil Cavuto just last year. I didn't know. I didn't know that the president was coming. I had forgotten. And, and, but then when I found out, I was standing on a fire truck, right. which was a crushed truck that we had found in a rubble, and he came around and. The next thing I know, I'm pulling him up on the ring. And, <laughs> this is uh, the president of the United States. Yeah, right. And I'm next to, right next to him. He's only got a little spot there. But he he looked, uh, he said, uh, I, well, actually, I was told to to right. down. Right, Pearl Road, right? Yeah, I was told to come down after I get this important person up But you there. didn't know it was President I didn't Bush, know it was right? President yeah. Unfortunately, it is now being reported that Bob Beckwith, the FDNY firefighter who famously appeared with then-President George W. Bush atop the rubble of a smoldering World Trade Center, passed away just yesterday. He seems like he was a great guy, and he's someone that came to be so associated with the symbolism of September 11th. He passed away at the age of 90. God bless him. He lived for more than 50 years with his wife, Barbara, in the same house in Baldwin in Nassau County. 
They have six children. He was with the fire department for 30 years, from 1964 to 1994. And on September 14th, basically, he just ran down there and volunteered. Didn't have to. Chose to go on his own, and that's why he was there at the time. Rest in peace, Bob Beckwith. To be continued.